At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to start up another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois, per usual. And like we typically do, we got a solid show to look forward to for the next 60 minutes. To kick things off, I'll be giving you a play that I'm making on the diamond tonight and just a play that I want to look at that maybe we can consider a strong lean, if you will on tonight's baseball slate. And speaking of baseball, we'll get a little bit more expertise. Joe Osborne, sports betting analyst over at Vegas Insider, will be dishing out his top plays throughout Major League Baseball. I'm sure you've seen some of his work throughout Twitter and a lot of his videos. Great content all around. So really looking forward to that with Joe in 15 minutes. And then we'll switch things up a tad bit. We'll transition into the NFL 30 minutes from this moment. Ryan Kramer. Over at the Sports Gambling Podcast, overachieving teams or really overrated type of squads, I guess you could say he's thinking will be the case in this upcoming season. And then how about maybe some dark horse type of teams that you can look forward to betting on this upcoming football season? That will be in 30 minutes with Ryan. And then we'll continue the convo in the NFL. You know what we've been doing, and that's these previews throughout these respective divisions. We are in the AFC West. Yesterday we did the Chiefs, and tonight we will focus in on the Los Angeles Chargers. So that will be at the end of the show in about 45 minutes. Let's go ahead and begin with my top play tonight, though. We had a nice 2-0 effort. I tweeted out about it jokingly. It was not comfortable by any stretch of the imagination, but we did come home with the White Sox and the Mariners with some late-inning heroics, and the White Sox just took the lead 5-3, but now the Rockies are up are uh, tagged on a run, excuse me. I'm looking at the big screen here in the sports book. It's 5-4, to four, so uh, hopefully if you back the Sox or bullpen does not screw you out of this dub tonight. But a dub we are looking to get tonight is going to be with a team that has treated us fairly well as of late, and that being the Toronto Blue Jays. If you recall, the last time we bet them is when they had that 28-5 win uh, this past Friday over the Red Sox. And I'm thinking they could be another solid option tonight. They're a minus 278 favorite in this spot at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. Look, the Cardinals aren't as good as Toronto probably, but it's kind of crazy to see them catching plus 235 in any situation, especially against the Blue Jays. 
Well, there's a few reasons for that. One, the pitching matchup. You got Kevin Gossman versus Adam Wainwright, and we'll get into the stats momentarily. But two, and the most important, is that the Cardinals lineup is incredibly weak. There were some concerns about who would be implemented and who wouldn't be, and now we know officially there will be no Paul Goldschmidt no Nolan Arenado, and we know Yadier Molina has been banged up as well. So they, uh, those three will be absent from the lineup, and those are the three top guys that you want in that lineup if you're the St. Louis Cardinals. So that certainly is going to affect the betting market. And like we said, now Toronto up to minus 278. Heck, even the run line now, you're laying minus 134 if you think that the Blue Jays can win by two or more. Total opened at eight, still remains at eight. The over is minus 112, and the under is minus 107. So looking into these pitchers, Kevin Gossman was the pitcher that we backed on this past Friday against the Red Sox, and we're backing him again tonight. He is 7-7, seven and seven, but he's got a solid ERA of three flat. All right, and then even better is his FIP at 198. His Sierra, coincidentally enough, also at three flat, and his whip is at 129. All right, he's racking up a lot of strikeouts as well. He's getting about 10.6 strikeouts per nine innings compared to limiting his walks to just 1.6 per nine innings. And he's also really limiting the home run ball. 5.3% home run to fly ball ratio. Great numbers all around from Gossman. And if you look at his splits home and away, he's done pretty well at home, 2.14 fit. He actually has faced St. Louis once this year at Bush Stadium, when six innings, allowed four hits, shut him out, and racked the bait strikeouts, and the Blue Jays won that game 8-1. to one. All right, and like we said, he's coming off that nice start at Boston. Five innings, seven hits, three earned runs. They won 28-5. So Gossman's got to be feeling pretty good coming into this spot tonight. And then you're facing the old veteran Adam Wainwright, somehow still trucking along here in Major League Baseball. And he has okay numbers, right? You'd think it'd be a lot worse at this point in his career, but now he's been pretty serviceable. He's 6-8 and eight with a 3.40 ERA. He's got a respectable FIP of 399, home run to fly ball ratio of 12%. His skill interactive ERA is 419, and his whip is 124. So it's not anything that automatically makes you want to fade him, but the numbers that do scare you about Wainwright are his splits. And on the road, he's got a 481 ERA and a 479 FIP. So not good on the road. And you see the big difference here because at home, he's got an ERA of 201, and then a FIP of 319 at Bush Stadium. So no bueno for Wainwright when it comes to pitching on the road. And his last start was on the road at Cincinnati. Man, it was abysmal. I mean, he went five innings, five hits, and then seven earned runs allowed. They lost 9-5 to five to the Reds. Oddly enough, the Cardinals have lost his last four consecutive starts. And what could be worse for Wainwright in this situation, aside from just pitching on the road where he struggled, you're going against one of the best teams in terms of hitting right-handed pitching at home, the Blue Jays. Against righties at their home ballpark, got an OPS of 821. Furthermore, they got a bad whip of 327, a weighted on-base average of 356, and then their weighted runs created pluses at 125. Outstanding numbers out of Toronto's side of things. The Cardinals versus righties overall this season, nothing to write home about. It's fine. I mean, 710 OPS, 288 Babbitt, 312 Woba, and then a 104 WRC+. Plus. All right, that's okay. And the Cardinals do have the advantage in the bullpen, actually. Their ERA is 363. Their whip is 124. Toronto has had some bullpen issues, but they've been picking it up as of late. 401 ERA and a 122 whip. But aside from that, you're probably estimating that you could get a big enough advantage early on from these Toronto bats against Wainwright to give you a comfortable enough lead to where hopefully your bullpen isn't put in a tough situation. All right. We told you Toronto was up to a big favorite, minus 278. They opened minus 235 earlier in the day. Of course, you're not going to want to lay that big price. So that took me to the direction of the run line. And when I put it out at vsin.com where you could get a hold of all of our hosts and guests bets on the day, I was able to get minus 114 at Bet Rivers on the run line. I get that it's a little egregious now at minus 134 for the run line. But shop around and see if you can get involved with Toronto in some kind of capacity at a relatively appropriate price. Because they do have a lot of advantages in this game with the pitching, with the hitting, and with the Cardinals really just missing top three guys in their lineup. So to me, this looks like Blue Jays are nothing. And I did get involved in that regard with the run line on Toronto. So that's my official play tonight on the Diamond. I did have one other game that I wanted to throw out there that maybe you could consider. 
I didn't get all the way there in terms of actually betting it, but this is a game that I had a strong lean with. And we're going to take it out to Fenway, where the Red Sox are taking on the Guardians. We do see Boston as a minus-129 favorite against the Guardians, who are catching plus-112. And we see this total at 8.5, but it did open 9, so it's ticked down a half run. And Boston, by the way, opened minus a buck 35, so a little bit of momentum going toward Cleveland. Quantrill, he's taken the bump for the Guardians. Now, his numbers would indicate that this isn't a guy you really want to back. We've talked about him a couple of times when he faced the White Sox, but look, he's got an ERA of 375, but his FIP is what's concerning at 441. His Sierra as well at 478, and he's struggling on the road with a 453 ERA and then a 443 FIP to match that. Now, he has gone up against Boston, but he did have a good performance at home. Limited them to just five hits and two earned runs, although they did lose that game 6-3. to three. Now, Quantrill, again, he has had some good starts as of late, but those were two against the White Sox and one against the Tigers. you got to think, or hope at least, Boston's offense can do a little bit better than those teams did. But he has done well against the Red Sox already. And you're throwing out Nathan Eovaldi. Now, Eovaldi is, man, he's been a tough. Tough guy to back this year. 430 ERA, 473 FIP. He's got a 23% home run to fly ball ratio. But then, oddly enough, his Sierra's at 328. So can you get some promising outcomes maybe out of Vivaldi? He is racking up the strikeouts. 9.4 per nine innings pitched and limiting his walks to 1.7 per nine innings pitched. But he's terrible at home. I mean, a 698 ERA and a 629 FIP at Fenway. That is atrocious. Now, that is skewed a little bit. I mean, how skewed can it be when it's happened a couple of times? But he allowed nine runs versus Houston at Fenway. And then we know he allowed those nine runs versus Toronto this past Friday where they got just dismantled. And it's <laughs> something to throw out there that I kind of was just chuckling at. The last time he got a win as a starting pitcher against Cleveland, that came back in 2015. The others have been losses or no decisions. So I don't know after looking at all that if I'd want to trust Evaldi. I do think that... You know, I would trust the bats of Boston at home against Quantrill enough, but Eovaldi, I just don't know if I can fully get there with him. So that caused some hesitancy for me to want to back Boston, and especially because Cleveland hitting righties away from home, they're doing really well. 114 WRC plus and a 757 OPS. Their numbers against righty, uh, righties on the road are better than Boston's at home. So then I'm considering maybe do we bet the over 8.5? That could be something here. This is really where my lean is. The juice is slightly on that over minus 117, but the initial movement did go to the under from nine to eight and a half. Well, that could be because the weather is not going to particularly benefit a lot of runs. It seems to be blown in from center field at about nine miles per hour. But the last five out of seven starts from Yavaldi have gone over eight and a half. And Quantrill, I mean, his last three starts, they've been okay, but they've also gone over, including uh, the three starts before that, because Cleveland's been able to put up some runs. So, look, this one, it's got me scratching my head all over the place why the total moved down to 8.5. I guess it's got to be because of the weather, but I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a decent amount of runs in this game. So, ultimately, I'm going to stay back and watch it, maybe live bet it if I get a better number, but this is a game to consider tonight to maybe see a decent amount of runs. The Red Sox and the Guardians over eight and a half, something I'd consider. But ultimately, like I said, the one official play that I'm rocking with, we're going with the Blue Jays on the run line tonight, hoping they can get the dub for our one play on the diamond. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on Rush Hour. More baseball action coming next. Joe Osborne of the Vegas Insider will be dishing out his top plays. You won't want to miss it. It is decent, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. 
I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion that centers around your local teams, remember that BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. So you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll be set up with multiple episodes a week great local sports betting content all right well speaking of good sports betting content time to bring in a man who's been doing that for many years now and that is joe osborne you can follow him on twitter at jtfoz and catch his work over at the vegas insider sports betting analyst always posting a lot of good tidbits on his tweets and then also just plenty of informational and useful videos and just crushing his picks all around. So, uh, Joe, we're happy to have you on here. Thanks for making some time. You know, I kicked off the show talking about a couple of games that stood out to me and one that I was betting in Major League Baseball. And it looks like you and I have a similar betting interest with this first spot with Toronto and St. Louis tonight. Now, the line is a little bit expensive. They're up, the Blue Jays are, to minus 278. But personally, I got involved with the run line, and even that's been you know, getting priced up now to minus 134. But what was your take on this game tonight with the Blue Jays and the Cardinals? Yeah, I am with you on the Blue Jays. I was on them last night, and I'm going to go right back to the well on the run line. I think that minus 118 this morning. And th- this team is just red hot right now. We see it in sports, regardless of the sport, you know, it will fire the coach. And if the team is talented enough, they often respond. The Blue Jays are really responding after canning uh, Charlie Montoyo there before the All-Star break. So they are 7-1 since firing him. You dig into some of the stats over that eight-game sample size. They're first in OPS in all of Major League Baseball. And the bullpen has been lights out, a 141 ERA in that span. That is the best in all of Major League Baseball. So, of course, Adam Wainwright on the mound for the Cardinals. and He's been getting lit up on the road. 19 earned runs over his last four road starts. Bad enough for a 7-7-7 ERA. If you look at his stats from his career, his home away splits, he's typically much worse on the road. Meanwhile, Kevin Gosman, an excellent form here for Toronto. And, of course, the big deal here for the Cardinals, Arenado and Goldsmith are both out of the lineup because they're not vaccinated, and that's a big deal. Those guys, they're first and second in most major, in pretty much every major offensive category for St. Louis. So I like the Blue Jays to, uh, to keep it up and keep rolling here tonight. Yeah, so you and I are on the same page there. That's what we love to hear. So hopefully we can get a a sweat-free bet with the Blue Jays taking advantage of that weaker Cardinals lineup. But, Joe, look, when you kind of – Look at this Cardinals team in the macro sense. I mean, I'm here in Chicago, so the Cubs aren't anything fun to talk about. But when we're looking at the rest of the NL Central, the Cardinals are always kind of that nagging team that is always keeping it close to the postseason. So aside from tonight, when you look at the St. Louis team, in your eyes, is this a squad that can squeak their way into the postseason or overcome the Brewers? Have you spent a lot of time kind of focusing in on this squad? 
Well, you know, they're only four games back right now. And, uh, you know, with those two guys that they have uh, in their lineup, not tonight, Goldsmith and Arenado, uh, those guys will keep them in a lot of games. However, I don't really think that they have the starting pitching uh, with one additional team in the playoffs this year. I think maybe they could squeak in, but I can't see them making a whole lot of noise in a playoff series. Now, of course, they might be one of the top contenders to get Juan Soto. So imagine adding him to that lineup. But uh, they don't have the starting pitching, in my opinion. But, yeah, I can see them maybe squeaking into the playoffs, but not doing too much once they get there. All right, Joe, let's move over to another game you had some action in tonight. Uh This one going to be starting at about 20 minutes, actually. We got the Reds at home taking on the Marlins. Uh, total at about eight and a half. Money line favors the Reds minus a buck forty-eight. What was your approach for this spot tonight? Yeah, Merlin's Reds, the game everyone's talking about, right? <laughs> so uh, I like these first five inning bets, and I like the first five under four runs for this game. That's coming in at minus one hundred five. So Luis Castillo on the mound for Cincinnati, possibly making his final start as a Cincinnati Red. He's expected to be moved at the trade deadline. And he's in Cy Young form right now himself. A 1.00 ERA over his last four starts. Eight-plus strikeouts in three of those four games. And he's going to be able to carve up this Maryland lineup. 29th in OPS this month. So just a a god-awful offensive performance from Miami so far in July. And uh, Miami counters with a guy named Braxton Garrett. Now, not exactly a household name, but he might be soon. He's <laughs> seventh overall in the 2016 draft. And he's having a pretty good month himself. 180 ERA. And he's been pretty elite in a lot of his starts. One or fewer runs in five of nine starts. And he's going to have a good shot against a pretty weak hidden Reds lineup. 24th in OPS versus lefties this month. So I see that one staying under four in the first five innings. I like it. I like it. All right, Joe. Well, hey, I know those are your two top plays for the night, but I feel like we got to squeeze in a little bit of action out on the East Coast with the Subway Series. And it's yeah. it's kind of crazy because both of these teams are great. We know that. But the odds would lead you to believe that the Mets are just so much of a better team. And I get that it's the pitching situation here with Scherzer yeah. taking the bump. But the Mets are minus 182. That's kind of a tough lay here against the Bronx Bombers, who are catching plus 155. Shorter total at seven and a half. Uh, did you end up making a play in this that maybe I missed, or are you kind of contemplating something? What are we thinking here? I did. So I dug into this right before I came onto air with you, and I saw that the Yankees over at DraftKings right now, they're up to plus 165. Wow. So I was thinking that's a pretty big number for the Yankees, right? So I dug into it. The last time they were an underdog this big was on May 12, 2019, in Tampa Bay with Blake Snell versus Tanaka. The Yankees actually went on to win that game. Seven to one. Now, you look at the game last night, and uh, the Mets seem to be playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder versus their big brother, right? And, uh, you know, they went down early, then fought right back, and it came out with a pretty impressive win. And, of course, throws are on the mound here. This guy's in Cy Young form, just having a fantastic month. 39 strikeouts and four starts at her man countering uh, there for the Yankees. And he looked awful in his season debut. You know, seven base runners allowed in three innings pitch at the Astros. But you know what? Maybe we can give him a little bit of a pass on that. That's a pretty tough assignment, his first time out of the season in Houston versus the Astros. So all of this said, Scherzer's been so dominant, right? But the opposing team, if you took the opposing team on the plus one-and-a-half run line, uh, every time in his last seven starts, you would have gone five and two with your best. Now take a look at the Yankees as an underdog. They've been an underdog only seven times this season. Had you taken them on the plus one and a half run line in those seven games, you would have went five and two. So I'm going to take the Yankees to keep keep this one close. I'll play it a little bit safer. Take them on the plus one and a half run line at minus 140 will be my bet for that game. Okay, I like that approach a lot. I mean, yeah, seldom are you going to get the Yankees at that juicy of a price. And even though the pitching matchup certainly favors the Mets, look, those bats could come alive at any point. So, yeah, I kind of like that strategy there. And great numbers surrounding everything with the Yankees as an underdog, something a lot of people 
don't really consider because we see him as a favorite so often. But look, Joe, before we get you out here, we got about 90 seconds or so. Uh, we talk about the Mets, and the NL East has really been a fun division to watch unfold right now. And the Mets still are the favorite to win it at Bet Rivers. They're laying about minus 159, the Braves plus 120, and now the Phillies drop to 50 to 1. Look, do you think at this point, even though it's plus 120, not the juiciest, that Atlanta would be worth the play to come out on top of this division? Yes, I do like a play on Atlanta plus money to win the division. So just two and, two and a half games back right now. And take a look at what they did in the second half last season. They finished 16 games above 500. Now, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it could in this situation. You know, they also have a very aggressive general manager who's not afraid to make a big deal at the deadline. And that starting rotation is looking pretty good. Uh, Max Fried, Morton, and uh, the emergence of Spencer Strider. Where did that guy come from, right? So pretty scary rotation there. So, yeah, I like the Braves to make a push there as a uh, at plus money to win the division. Awesome stuff. Joe Osborne, folks, make sure you follow him on Twitter at JTFOZ and catch all of his work where he serves as a sports betting analyst at Vegas Insider. Joe, you're the man. Keep up the great work. Appreciate you making some time tonight. Yeah, thank you, my man. Good luck to yourself and good luck to all the listeners out there. You got it. You as well. Joe Osborne, folks, loved having him on. Awesome insight. That's what I'm telling you. He's dishing it out all the time on Twitter and with his videos that he posts all the time with Vegas Insider. How about that? The Yankees still cashing you some money as an underdog, and you can get them anywhere from about plus 155 to plus 165 tonight against Mad Max and the New York Mets. And then, yeah, the New York Mets minus 159, as we were just talking about, to win the NL East. But the Braves coming around, right? Talks about Strider. He's the favorite to win NL Rookie of the Year. The dude's been an absolute stud. The bats are coming alive at the right moment. Maybe plus 120 could be the right bet for you if you're looking at a future for a division throughout Major League Baseball. Well, if you're looking for more futures bets, how about we take you to the NFL and get you set up in that arena? Because Ryan Kramer is going to be hopping on Rush Hour next. We'll talk about three teams he thinks will overachieve in the NFL and three teams he thinks will do the opposite. So stick around. A lot of football talk coming your way here. It is Rush Hour on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN football betting guides are coming soon, and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts are providing profiles of every team, along with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, you get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. So make sure you reserve your copy of the Football Betting Guides today and you'll get full access to everything we offer for the entire football season with a decent all-access subscription. So make this football season your best ever. Subscribe now at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Well, speaking of some football, let's get back into the gridiron here on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Appreciate you being with us on this Wednesday evening. So like I said, uh, we'll talk some football here. I'll give my deeper preview into the AFC West next segment. But for this segment, we're going to go ahead and bring on Ryan Kramer at Kramer Centric on the tweets, host of the Sports Gambling Podcast. And he can't wait for football season to start. Let's be honest, none of us can wait. But that doesn't mean that we're going to limit our uh, time talking about it, even though we are in the summer still. But Ryan, uh, I know uh, we're looking at it in a unique way because we could look at the win totals, the odds, and we'll do that a little bit. Bit, but we're going to kind of look at it from three teams you think will overachieve and then three teams you think will underachieve. So let's go ahead and jump into it with your three teams you believe may be a little bit of overachievers this season. And I want to start with the Houston Texans. Now, uh, personally, I am not that high on Houston, so I'm looking to see what you can say to maybe change my mind. Their win total is 4.5. They're plus 1250 to make the postseason. What are you expecting with Lovey Smith and company? I think that's the first thing. They're running it back, basically. It's Lovey Smith taking over for David Cully, and the barbecues will continue. There's going to be a team here that is, it's filled with vets, it's filled with guys who want to win, and it's filled with coaches who want to win. And Lovey Smith's not going to sit there, an old guy with a beautiful beard, 
with the white streaks through it, wanting to lose games. I already got down at over four uh, for this Houston Texans team. And I'll go even deeper. I think Davis Mills, who graded out as the second uh, rookie quarterback last year, according to PFF, Pep Hamilton stuck around to coach this kid. He had opportunities to leave. He said, I'm going to stick around for another year. We saw some promise in the offense. We like what Brandon Cooks is everywhere he goes. Nico Collins looks promising. Uh, Damian Pierce looks like a promising young running back. Uh, and and who knows? Lovey Smith's gotten a little bit out of defense before. I think it's I think it's short-sighted to say, hey, he failed in college. He's not going to do it again here. He could just be a leader of men. And again, sometimes bad teams that try hard do enough to win enough games to get over and over and, and definitely overperform a win total this low. Uh, the last thing I'll say. We're looking at a division odd here of 30 to one for an NFL team, four teams in a division where the top of the division is Ryan Tannehill and a kind of broken down offense. I guess you would say, <laughs> is it Matt Ryan, an old guy who's very near the cliff? So I'm kind of bullish on this Houston Texans team, not to be a threat to win the the Super Bowl or win the conference, but to be a threat that week eight, week nine, week 10, we're talking about the Houston Texans in the playoff hunt in the AFC South hunt. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Ryan. I hear you. Okay. Let's move on, though, to another team that maybe we see this as more realistic in terms of being that Super Bowl contending squad. And this is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this is a team I did take a flyer on a while ago, like the day after this previous Super Bowl, because I took three teams. It was the Chargers, it was the Cardinals, and then the Ravens. I think I got it like 20 to 1 figuring at some point the value would go down. And you have them as another team you think will overachieve. Their win totals nine and a half. They're plus 165 to win the AFC North, minus a buck 67 to make the playoffs. Why do you think maybe some people aren't as high on this team as you and I seem to be thinking about them this year? Uh, frankly, I think it's just purely that this is a uh, you know hype around the Browns. The Bengals just got to the Super Bowl. And people kind of forget, you know, look, this is a stable franchise that has generally been very competitive. You have Lamar Jackson in a contract year. You have Lamar Jackson coming off his lowest output uh, in his career. You, their signals in the offseason are very clear. They got rid of Hollywood Brown. This is a team that looks like they're going to get back to running the ball, whether it's J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Lamar himself, Mark Andrews as a dynamite receiving threat. And who knows? Rashad Bateman, second year, looking to step forward. To me, this is all about the defense. The fact that they got rid of Wink Martindale signals to me one thing. We're going to get a little bit less aggressive. And again, that tells me they're, they're not going to try to stretch it out. Greg Roman's going to go back to being a horizontal, stretch the ball, attack through the running game, have the extra blocker. And at the end of the day, if I'm getting nine and a half and you're telling me I just got I need Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson to hit a double digit win to get over. I love that. And I also love them in the futures because Lamar at 20 to one as an MVP candidate, that's a believable story. Them as a, a long shot or as a uh, pick to win the conference or the Super Bowl, even. I think this is a team that's been there. They know how to get back. And quite frankly, Harbaugh, he's, he's, he's at this point, he's a top three coach. And it feels yeah. a little bit like he's they're the forgotten team in the NFC or the AFC North. I'm sorry. I'm with you. Hey, I agree with you. I like that assessment, Ryan. Uh, your final team here, I I'm just smiling a little bit at because I think the Giants have a lot of talent in terms of their skill players, right? But, I man, I just cannot buy into Daniel Jones whatsoever. I get that Dable should improve this team, but you got to sell me on Daniel Jones getting this team into the overachieving category. I think it's simply just the story of an optimistic fan. Uh, full disclosure, I'm a New York <laughs> Giants fan. Uh, Daniel Jones is a thing of the past. He's Dan Jones. He's here for business. And frankly, this is just about the coaching upgrade. Not, there's not a team in the offseason that did more to say, hey, we are changing as a franchise. The owner himself said, everyone is fireable. Get rid of my brother. I don't care. I'm done losing. Brought in Brian Dable, clearly wants a progressive offensive attack after watching Jason Garrett's garbage for a couple of years. Bringing in Mike Kafka to then add to that creativity from Kansas City and the influence there. And then going after a guy like Wink Martindale on the defensive side. I know it doesn't help the quarterback, but signaling everywhere that you're going to be aggressive to me is a positive thing when you've been watching a team like the New York Giants do nothing but try to not lose football games. So coming back to Daniel Jones, why do I like it? Today was the first day of training camp. And all that I read from all of my New York Giants Twitter was 
oh my goodness, they're running motion before the snap and Daniel Jones is in designed runs. And that's why you like him. If you put him in a situation where he can play more like Lamar Jackson, I know I would get clowned for saying this, more like Josh <laughs> Allen in Buffalo, something Brian Dable does have experience with. Why not use the talent? He's got the size. He's got the speed. You add that element to the game, and who knows? If this offense takes that step forward to even just being mediocre and we see a little defensive variance, hey, it's the NFC East. We know variance is the name of the game, not a back-to-back division winner since 2002-2003. That's right. And, hey, I mean, it's not crazy to think they can mobilize him a little bit. We have seen him use his legs in the past, so they got to do whatever they can do to move the ball, and maybe this is the year that that can come to fruition. Uh, Ryan, I hate to kind of rush you here. We got about 90 seconds to go. If you could kind of give us, you know, a brief summary of the three teams you think will underachieve, uh, underachieve we'd love to hear your thoughts there. Uh, I mean, I, I can I can keep this real simple. Uh, to me, <laughs> Detroit Lions, uh, restore the roar. Everyone is getting very high on this team, and I don't get it. The defense could still be bad. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson might not fix everything. And if this is still a bad defense, and this is still an offense that has Jared Goff, I'm not exactly stoked that this is a team that's now going to threaten Aaron Rodgers in that division. So I definitely like the under there. And the other two I'll put in the same category, the Jets and the Cowboys for two separate reasons. Jets, why is everyone so sure that hiring a defensive coach, Robert Sala, I know he's a nice guy. We all want to like him, but why is he here fixing anything in New York? The defense didn't exactly take a huge step forward, and we know rookies take a bit of time to do it. So Sauce Gardner, Jermaine John, these guys might be good, but it's not going to be this year. And on the flip side, Zach Wilson looks like the guy that could be the bust. So I'm absolutely looking for the Jets to crater this year and potentially looking at Robert Sala to be first coach fired. Good transition because Mike McCarthy is the third favorite to be the first coach fired, which is out of control to then on the flip side, see the win total for the Dallas Cowboys to be at 10. So I'm just playing history. The Cowboys have a tendency to finish right around eight and eight, nine and eight, eight and nine, whatever it is in the 17 season. So I'm going to fade them as being a team people to bet on this year. I couldn't agree more with your assessment on the Jets. Everybody's kind of falling in, maybe not falling in love, but they're expecting a lot better things. And I got, I get it that they got all these young players, but you're right. I mean, how soon can they develop and make that into a winning recipe? I'm not so sure it's going to happen this year. And then with the Lions, yeah, I'm sure they'll be more competitive. But again, another team, will they actually get it in the W column? I don't know. Remains to be seen, but I love what you're thinking for those three teams. And hey, we really appreciate you making some time, Ryan. I know we're getting closer to the season. And uh, we'll have to get you on a lot more because I'm curious to hear what you think about some of the teams in our area, especially my Bears. I'm sure it's not good thoughts, but rightfully so. But, Ryan, thank you for making some time, pal. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me. You got it. At Kramer Centric, where you can follow him on Twitter and get more of his NFL thoughts over at the Sports Gambling Podcast. We'll get you covered with every single team throughout the NFL. Much like us, he's doing a preview for every individual team throughout the National Football League. And we will continue to do that in our final segment tonight. We're going back to the AFC West. Yesterday, we did the Kansas City Chiefs. Now let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. High expectations out in La La Land. We'll tell you why next here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with their new weekly profit boosts on all tennis wagers. If you visit BetRivers.com or if you download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app on every Wednesday, you'll receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Log in every Wednesday and automatically receive a 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. Okay, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Fiverr. You can follow along on Twitter at VEASAN Live or the Vegas Stats and Information Network to get you covered with plenty of content during these summer months. And, uh, well, during these summer months, we have uh, spent plenty of time talking NFL. And yesterday we began our assessment for the AFC West. Talked about the Kansas City Chiefs, but now it's time to go to a team that I will be rooting very hard for this year, the Los Angeles Chargers. Kind of my adopted second team from last year. I was a big Brandon Staley fan, big Herbert guy. No, they didn't make the postseason. But the expectations are high this year, and we took them 25-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl the day after the Rams defeated the Bengals. And now you see them at about 15-1 to 1 at Bet Rivers to win the Super Bowl. Their odds to win the division, well, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. They're the second short shot at plus 225. Only Kansas City's ahead of them at plus 170. Behind them, the Broncos at plus 270, and then the Raiders at plus 650. All right, and if you think they win the AFC, well... Those odds have kind of shifted a little bit, too, as at this point. We talked about it with Dave Ross, and look, he got them at about plus 12.50, and now they're down to plus 7.50, all right? Well, let's see what they did from last year to this year. Last year, they ended with a record of 9-8, and eight. and since that point, who did they add on to the squad? Well, they traded for Khalil Mack, right? The Bears dished out Mack. The Chargers gave out uh, some picks, and look, they added to their defensive line. Bosa, Mack, that's pretty frightening. Uh, they signed the old vet Kyle Van Noy. They brought in secondary member Bryce Callahan. Notable draft picks in the first round. They drafted Zion Johnson, offensive guard out of Boston. Third round, JT Woods, a safety out of Baylor. And then they added to the running back crew. Fourth round, Isaiah Spiller, if you remember him. Great running back over at Texas A&M. So their offense, what it's kind of consisting of right now, of course, is a great quarterback in Justin Herbert. Great wide receiver duo in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And then they also got Joshua Palmer, Jalen Gutton, uh, tight ends Gerald Everett and Donald Parham Jr. So they got some guys out there. We know that. What about defensively? Well, we told you they got Bosa, they got Mack, they got Derwin James, they got Asante Samuel Jr. They just need to, uh, need to stay healthy. And that's really been their issue defensively for the past couple of years. I mean, there's been more, but that's the big thing. Can they stay healthy? And if they can, they may have one of the top defenses in the league. And we know that we can expect them to have one of the best offenses in the league with Justin Herbert as your quarterback and that, and that great wide receiver duo. And having Austin Eckler be able to get things done both in the passing game and the running game, right? You know what you can expect out of them. I would only imagine he takes another step forward, being Justin Herbert. He's overexceeded expectations immensely his first two years. He's an MVP short shot, relatively. And look, the Chargers have been a hot team to look to back this year, and I get why. The concerns from a lot of people revolve around Brandon Staley, their head coach. How is he going to perform in his second year? 
Some people like his aggressiveness. I am some people. Some people think, eh, you can't trust this guy. He's loony. What the hell is he doing? That's a lot of other people. But look, I think it's great what he's doing and being assertive out there on the field, taking those chances, putting the opportunities at the end of games into the hands of your own team and players that you trust, right? Sometimes, yeah, you could kind of temper those uh, aggressive decisions. And I think he will do that this second year. I think he realizes that. But overall, you're going to need to be different, be unique, be assertive like that in one of the toughest divisions, no, the toughest division in football, and just in a league that's incredibly hard to win in overall. You have to take advantages of those opportunities that are put in front of you on the fourth and shorts, whatever it may be, those type of things, not settling for the field goals. I love it, and that's why I love this team and Brandon Staley. Their odds to make the playoffs, yes, minus 177. The no, plus 144. But what we're looking at on most specifically here is their win total. And at Bet Rivers, the number is set at a flat 10. The overs minus 134. The under is plus 110. Let's look into it. The winnable games, the losable games, and then the toss-up games, the 50-50 ones. Beginning with the winnable games for the Chargers, it starts up in week three. You get the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to your home field. Should be a very favorable spot for Justin Herbert and company. As will week five, you're going on the road to Houston. Uh, not high on Houston. I know that Ryan Kramer was thinking they could overachieve. I'm not necessarily in agreement there, especially when they're going to take on this Chargers team. Doesn't matter if it's home or away. Week five at Cleveland, we still don't know what the hell's going on with the Browns. Probably no Deshaun Watson, which means probably a win for the Chargers. Week seven versus Seattle. Is Drew Locke your quarterback? Is Geno Smith your quarterback? Well, that's going to be a loss for you then. That's a Chargers victory. Week 9 at Atlanta, Marcus Mariota, your quarterback. Falcons could be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Doesn't matter that it's on the road. It's post-bye week for the Chargers. That should be a winnable game. Week 14, you get Tua Tungavailoa at home. A lot of people are high on the Dolphins. I am not because I am not high on Tua Tungavailoa. So I like the Chargers in that game, and I also like the Chargers in Week 15 versus Tennessee Titans. Tannehill is a sufficient quarterback, right? He's never going to do amazingly to get you over the top. He will just do enough not to mess up. I don't like Tennessee this much that year. We've talked about it. I like the Chargers in that spot in week 15. Uh, by the way, really quick, just to look on the side, everybody's making noise here because the White Sox bullpen does it again. They blow a lead. They just lost 6-5. to five. They're walking two guys on and blew that lead to the Rockies. My goodness, it's just... Uh, same old song and dance with the White Sox here in the second half. But sorry, just had to let you know what all the noise was about. People are not happy their White Sox tickets did not come through. Back to the mix with the NFL, though. The losable games now for the Chargers. Not a lot of them, right? It's a good enough team to not really be in unfavorable situations. There will be a lot of tough spots. We'll get to that with the toss-up games. But no definitive losable games. But the toughest ones are going to be week two at Kansas City. You're probably going to split with them. The losable one should be at Arrowhead. Week 17 versus the Rams. Maybe the Rams get off to a slow start and they pick things up toward the latter half of the season. You don't have the biggest home field advantage, and especially when you're playing the Rams. So week 17, I think the Rams may have that advantage and experience that gives them that nod. Week 18 at Denver, the Broncos may need that game more than you do to try to find themselves in a playoff situation, and you're going to the Mile High City. That could be a losable game. Toss-up games, week one versus the Raiders, week six versus Denver, if you're assuming you probably can split with both of those teams. Week 10 at San Francisco, I still give the advantage to the Chargers in that game. Week 11 versus Kansas City, we're assuming at least a split in that series or those two games. Week 12 at Arizona, by that point, you get DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe the rhythm has developed for Arizona, or maybe Cliff Kingsbury is struggling once again in the second half of the year. Week 13 at Las Vegas, week 16 at Indianapolis against the Colts. So when I look at those toss-up games, I give the nod, honestly, week one to the Chargers as a dub. Week six versus Denver as a dub. Again, we're assuming they split. Week 10 at San Francisco, don't like Trey Lance yet. He's unproven. Week 11 versus Kansas City, again, assuming a split. All in all, looking through their schedule, I have the Chargers ending up at about 11-6. and six. Now, we talked about the Chiefs yesterday, and I had the Chiefs in the same exact spot, right? I had them at 11-6. and six. However, my conviction on that was nowhere that high, right? I definitely think 
the Chiefs would stay under sooner than the Chargers would at this point. They lost some pieces, and we know they go through their struggling spurts. And it's not that the Chargers don't. This is completely the stereotypical team that shoots themselves in the foot next to the Vikings. But this year has to be different. They're going all in. Staley's got another year under his belt, as does Justin Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Their defense, if they can stay healthy, will be one of the best. I think they can capitalize here. They don't have the easiest schedule, though, and they are in the toughest division in football. So that's why I think, yeah, they could have a great year, but it's not a bet I want to take with over 10 and a half wins because of the brutality of the AFC West. I'm fine with having my futures ticket on them. I don't want to sweat them out having to get 11 wins, right? I just want them to do enough to get into the postseason and let your talent take you the rest of the way. So I would lean over 10 because they're giving you the flat number. Yeah, that's probably a bet I would make way sooner than I do anything with the Chiefs. But because I got them at 25 to 1 for the Super Bowl, I'm just hoping for a successful, healthy year out of Los Angeles and hoping they can go all the way. But definitely a strong lean to the Chargers over 10 wins at minus 134. But in terms of an official play, I know I'm giving you a lean here with the Chargers. We did have one play in baseball tonight in case you missed it at the beginning of the show during Danny's Dimes. One play consisted of backing the Toronto Blue Jays on the run line. So I got them at about minus 114. Their numbers gotten skewed a little bit close to minus 130. They have a lot of advantages with the pitching. Uh, the Cardinals missing players due to them not being vaccinated. Goldschmidt and Arenado should be a good spot for the Blue Jays. We're hoping they can cover one and a half. Best of luck with whatever you're playing tonight. Thank you again for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. Until tomorrow, enjoy all the action and take care, folks. Meet Gary. Hi. For years, Gary's felt an overwhelming desire to be a pro goalie. Let's see how that's going. Gary, you can play to win with BetRivers.com, featuring award-winning customer service in the excitement of same service, in the excitement of same service, in the excitement of same service, in the At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rival. Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.